My name is Julie Turney, and this is HR Sound Off, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent HR topics. But ultimately, we will be settling some of the many misconceptions that people have about the human resources profession. Some weeks you will hear from my guests, and other times it will be just you and me in the sound booth. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of HR Sound Off. Today, joining me in the sound booth is one of my HR girlfriends, the amazing Yonica Squires. We are going to be talking today about HR tech. I am not going to take up much of your time um, with introducing Yonica because you know how we do this. You know how we do this. (laughs) I just call your name. I say, hey, welcome to the sound booth. And we get crack-a-lacking, right? So once again, ladies and gentlemen, let's take some time to welcome Yonica Squires. I love it. I love it. Ms. Yonica, how are you doing? Doing fantastic today. Yes. I am so happy to see you and thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. So you are coming to us from the beautiful, sunny... Florida. Florida. <laughs> beautiful Almost Florida. part of the Caribbean, right? It is. We have like a lot of tropical weather down here. So mm-hmm. we're either catching it from the Gulf of Mexico or from the Atlantic Ocean. So yes. wherever, you know, the wind patterns are going, that's what we get in a given day. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for Um, having me. Oh, my pleasure. So I'm going to kick it off with the first question I always ask. Tell me your HR story. How did you get here? Oh, my gosh. My HR story Mm -hmm. actually um, began very young. Uh, I was 14 years old when I started uh, an interest in human resources and employment law. My parents own a bakery since I was five years old and I work with them waking up four o'clock in the morning to make the fresh dough and to make donuts and cakes and pies and all that deliciousness. Nice. And it wasn't until I was about 14, 13, 14 years of age where Mm -hmm. we started taking on staff. We started hiring people to come in and we started having problems (laughs) with that staff. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, we need some processes and procedures. We need an employee manual. We need some sort of, you know, guidelines for these people to follow because things are getting out of control. Mm -hmm. And so at 14, I wrote my first employee handbook. (laughs) And we took it up to the local attorney's office and they gave it the okay that we had actually covered everything that we needed to cover and address in the manual. Wow. So that really piqued my interest. Fast forward to maybe I was about 19 or 20 years of age where I was laid off for the first time. Okay. And I thought... Well, let me back things up. Uh We closed the bakery when I was about 18 years of age. So then I started working for other companies along Mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. And I got laid off for the first time at 20 years of age. And I'm like, well, this isn't right. I I don't understand what a layoff is. Right. So I started doing research. And then I realized that there's other people who need help with their careers. Mm -hmm. 
So then I started resume writing and doing career advisory services Wow! at the age of 20. Uh-huh. And so that was through my own business. And throughout the years I've done, I've served in HR generalist roles, HR mm-hmm. assistant roles, payroll processing, benefits administration. I've done a lot of it from right. Fortune 500 companies, nonprofit organizations, small mom and pop shops. I've done it all. Yeah. And um, here I am now uh, working for myself again uh-huh. as a full-time HR consultant. And one of the things that I focus on is HR tech and helping companies find the right technology for their businesses. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I love it. I mean, I've done the QA and the BA work. Yeah. I've done the front end and the back end development of different systems and configurations. And, and I really love it. I love it. That's, um, that's what I do. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And, you know, I love where you are sitting right now in that HR tech space, but you're not just sitting in that space, looking at what other technologies people are using and giving that to your clients, but you're actually developing it as well. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. What made you decide to do that? Well, decide to go so deep. So deep. I mean, honestly, I feel as if there is no one size fits all when it comes to technology. Mm -hmm. There's always something missing. Yeah. So whether it takes an integration that needs to be built or something that needs to make that connection or fill that void within the system. Right. That's where I'm the person who comes in and and really helps a company make it work. Mm -hmm. And also from the front end of things, or someone would say the high level part of things, Mm -hmm. um, I help them determine which software is the best software above all things Mm -hmm. um, and help them get their budget established and help them get everything documented and in writing and get in that clarity before they even begin the process of talking to a salesperson. Because we all know what happens once you talk to the salesperson. It's like, yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, this system can do this, this, and this. Well, actually, no, it can't. Mm -hmm. And now the company's already spent over a million dollars in a system that really doesn't Doesn't do anything. organization. So I'm just kind of that person who just kind of guides them through that entire process and provides as much clarification for them as possible and guidance as well. Great. Thank you so much for sharing that. So tell me, like, what kind of software then are you looking at complete end-to-end software? Are there, are you looking at just maybe payroll or are you looking at performance management? Are you looking at mental health software? What are you looking at? Yeah. So it all depends on the needs of the company. Mm -hmm. So right now it could be a very small organization who just needs payroll. Right. Or they just need LMS. So I would go in, find a list of software products that works for them. And then we go through that process. They ultimately would need to determine which software is going to be ideal for them. Right. Um, 
But I give them the resources that they need Mm -hmm. to make a final decision. And I serve as like a buffer in between the sales person. Like a lot of times I reach out to the company and I'm like, do not contact my client. I want you to go through me first. Uh-huh. Then we're going to reach out to you and set up a demo and set up the test environment. Right. Because I feel like a lot of stuff just gets lost once the salespeople start attacking and they yeah. will, they will pounce. And right now I feel like since COVID-19, they've gotten very sharky like beyond sharky yeah like you could just click on their website you don't have to click anywhere else and all of a sudden you're getting an email oh we noticed that you visit our website are you in the market for a new software and I'm like I did not like enter my information anywhere on your website why are you contacting me yeah so yeah that's that's what I do so you are not just the middleman but you are get your hands in there yes so you are that liaison between the service provider and the client but you you get to know everything before it is moved on to your client yeah Why, why is that important for you and how does that add value to the service that you offer your clients like do they appreciate that yeah they definitely appreciate it and it's important to me because I started out doing all of the grunt work, (laughs) doing all of the data cleansing, Mm -hmm. doing all of that stuff only to find out that sometimes the software gets implemented and the rest of the company hasn't even been informed that there is a new software that's coming, that's being rolled out. Right. And you have one week to figure out how payroll is going to get processed Mm -hmm. because the native software that they were using now the license has expired come monday morning you can't log in to get your stuff so i've been a part of so many of those projects to where i'm like you know what if i do this as a business i'm going to be that person making sure that the right software gets implemented training is implemented Mm -hmm. the data cleansing is done and Mm -hmm. we have the right developer that's there helping us along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so critical because we lose, well, companies lose so much money and mm-hmm. they lose so much time by going yeah. over budget mm-hmm. as well. And like I said, when I say the word, when I say the numbers, a million dollars, when I say six to seven figures on some software products, mm-hmm. I'm talking about like the big players yeah. that are out there yeah. that won't even let you implement the system without their list of consultants wow. to get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. Companies are spending a lot of money and they're losing a lot of time in the wrong software. And mm-hmm. that's where I feel, you know, how many, how many clients I've been on the phone with who are in tears because they're frustrated with the system. Yeah. That the company has spent so much money on it that they're like, we don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And now we're under a three-year contract. We're stuck with the system. Mm-hmm. So that's where I've kind of carved my little niche into the market. Yeah. And um, that's where I am. 
That is super cool. I really do appreciate that. And I think that for people who are looking to diversify in their career as an HR professional, uh, what advice would you give them if they're considering looking at specializing in HR tech? Um, I would say be curious. Don't be afraid to be curious. Um, sometimes when you are trying to make a career shift or change your mind about something, there's always that one person that's going to say, don't do that. Just stick to your lane. Stick to what it is Lane's that you your know. Lane, yes. <laughs> But you know what? Don't be afraid to be curious. I mean, I was told years ago, you'll never make it in tech. You're a female and um, there's no place for females in tech. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Just stick to the paper, you know, just stick to the paper uh, stapling and, and you'll be okay. You're kidding. Someone told you that? And I was like, you know, just for that, I'm going to continue on. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not to say that I haven't had people along the way make little statements and even write it in my uh, profile, mm -hmm. in my uh, personnel file, mm -hmm. that I wasn't qualified for the position. Right. And I was like, wow, that is very interesting. So this has kind of been this thing, maybe mm -hmm. because I am a female, maybe because I am black. Yeah. Maybe because I just don't fit the profile of the person that you want it for the position. Mm -hmm. But I'm here mm -hmm. and I'm training everybody on the software and I'm teaching you and I'm teaching everybody else on how to navigate the system. So whether right. you believe in me or not, I'm still good at what I do. Right. <laughs> I still, still here make an impact. Still getting it so, done. <laughs> <laughs> all four foot 11 of me, you're not <laughs> going to hold me down and you're not going to hold me back. That's right. So I'm going to keep pounding the concrete and believing in what I believe in mm -hmm. and um, having faith in the process that, um, you know, through technology, everything is possible. That's right. And, um, you know, sometimes companies look to technology to resolve an issue where actually sometimes you can resolve the issue outside of the software. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a vessel. Technology is just a vessel. That's right. Um, and it can be used as a weapon as well. And we Absolutely. have to be careful with that. But Back to answer your question, you know, anyone wanting to be curious about HR tech, reach out to me. We can have a conversation. There you go. See, <laughs> Don't let anyone stop you. You could be female. You could be whatever. Just don't let anyone tell you that um, you can't do something because yes. everything is possible. Anything is possible. Absolutely. I, I'm saluting you with that, with those sentiments, because I think that that's so, like, I feel like it's such a brave thing to do. It's like a brave frontier, right? You're, you're a woman interested in tech. You're in the HR space and you are putting yourself out there to say, look, I am here to help people, you know, make better decisions with their technology to ease their pain. But I love what you said about, you know, you can't just throw tech at the problem. Sometimes we are looking to solve problems with, with either throwing people at the problem or throwing tech at the problem. And sometimes neither is the answer. And I love that yeah. you said that um, because I feel like it's really important for persons to recognize that every time you have a, a problem, the answer is not always more people or, or more tech. Sometimes right. the answer is very simple, right? 
Right. It's very simple. I mean, as I heard this weekend, I was watching this um, series. What is it? Down to Earth. It's on Netflix. Okay. And uh, the guy says the problem is the solution. And I was like, you know what? He's right. If we have a problem, we can find a solution. So if you're having a problem with uh, retention, okay, well, we have a solution for that. It's called like analytics and digging a little deeper into Mm -hmm. the reason why employees are leaving the organization. Mm -hmm. The answer is in front of us. Mm -hmm. We don't really need a spreadsheet to tell us we already know there's a problem with management (laughs) there's a problem with recruiting there's there's a problem somewhere within the organization Mm -hmm. those processes are failing the organization yeah so it's not let's spend a million dollars on the latest tech to Mm -hmm. find it the problem is the solution. Yeah. <laughs> it's very um, simple. Very, very simple. I, I agree with you 100% there. Well, let me ask you this. Um, so a lot of what I've been seeing in the last couple of months during, you know, as we go through COVID-19, a lot of people have been reaching out to me with mental health apps or websites, um, software to help you with your organization dealing with mental health situations Mm -hmm. i gotta say like out of all of them that i've seen i mean i think i've tested maybe about five um where it's just a simple of how are you feeling you know if you're not feeling so good today can you tell us why if you can't tell us why can we get you some help um and i feel like we're gonna start to see a surge in that technology um, coming more forward frontal as we deal right. with mental health issues and mental health in the workplace. What is your take on, on this software being exposed to it? Oh my gosh. So I am, I'm kind of like, I, I have mixed opinions mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. and I'll tell you the reason why I have a mixed opinion of it. Do you need a software to check in on your employees? Do you really need a software to check to see how your employees are doing? Mm -hmm. I feel as a manager, you should know how your employees are doing. Mm -hmm. You should be that close to your staff to know when they're having an off day, to know when they're not performing very well, and to know when they're reaching burnout. Mm And to know whether they are just stretching the limits of their capabilities throughout the day. Right. Another part of it, of the um, apps are, and I've seen quite a few. Right. Demoed a lot of them. Right. And there's some AI tools out there as well. And I still feel that there's a major distrust within HR if you need these apps. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people what I'm saying here. Mm -hmm. But the reality is if the employees can't trust HR and the employees can't trust their managers Mm -hmm. to really be transparent and upfront about how they're feeling, then we Mm -hmm. have a problem. We have a huge, huge problem as an HR professional and as a manager. Mm -hmm. Um, But to your point, the apps are good. It's nice. Mm -hmm. I still, I'm on the fence about them. 
<laughs> I really am. I'm just on the fence about them. I, yeah. I really feel as if companies need to do a better job of really exercising EQ, exercising awareness of what's going on with their staff. Mm -hmm. um, there's a blog post that I was in the middle of writing and I kind of started it and then I stopped. Right. And that is what happens to the employees that are left behind the, mm -hmm. the employees that after the furloughs, after the layoffs, yeah. they're the ones who are left. Yeah. The ones who are still hired. Right. Still employed. So now they're having to pick up the slack from the ones who are now gone. Yep. They're carrying a heavy load. Absolutely. And from a manager and from an HR perspective, you should be checking in anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I you agree. don't need to spend thousands of dollars on an app to check in on your people. Mm -hmm. Cut the crap. It's enough already. You know that you now have an employee who is left that's doing the job of three to five people. Yes. And so why do you need to purchase an the, app? And is also ask. dealing with the remorse of, you know, right. the survival people, the syndrome that are gone. Absolutely. Right. Why do we need an app to figure that out? Um, yeah, that's where I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know I, I'm going to take up a I, lot of people, but you know what? I don't I heard care. Just so it's the far. truth. Yes, absolutely. It's the truth. Absolutely. Um, the apps are great. That's good. I know that there's capabilities of them being anonymous. But again, with the anonymousness, that means that there is distrust within the organization. Mm -hmm. That people fear being retaliated against when they speak up and say, you know what? I'm not feeling too well today. Mm -hmm. I need to take a mental health day. Mm -hmm. But because we are humans, um, you know, unfortunately there are a lot of cases where retaliatory actions are taken against people for taking time off, mm -hmm. for having, for being stressed, for being burnt out, yeah. for speaking up and saying, I can't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. And we see time and time again, the lawsuits are coming, they're rolling in mm -hmm. because people can't take time off from work. No because they fear losing their jobs mm -hmm. if they do. Mm -hmm. So we have a big problem. We have a lot of work to do, yes. regardless of how many more pieces of technology rolls out. We have to get to the root cause of the issue before yes. we roll out a new technology. Absolutely. I think that um, to your point about being on the fence about the tech, um, if it is, I think everyone creates a piece of tech with the best intentions, right? You're always yeah. trying to solve a problem based on the, either your personal pain or the pain of a customer that you have right. come into contact with, right? Whenever we create that piece of software, we're always trying to figure out how we're going to ease someone's pain. And I think that if there's a, one thing I know like for sure, even if you are an HR professional who has, studied psychology um, or, you know, psychiatry, whatever the case may yeah. be, very few and far between do we have HR professionals who have doctorates. So for the, for the 16 plus million of us who don't have a doctorate, 
we can't solve every issue right. that, that an employee has. We have to send them for more help. Right. And the truth of the matter is being in organizations where this tech has been used and still experiencing suicide as an Asian yeah. professional, um, I, I strongly believe in the, the development of relationships and leading with heart. So I take to your point about, you know, the tech is not always the answer. And it is, I am a little bit on the fence about it myself as well, because at the end of the day, I promote and I truly believe in leading with heart and getting yeah. to the Absolutely. of knowing your people and allowing your people to bring their heart to work. So bringing their full human to work and not just... Right a part of them to perform a particular task from eight to five or nine to five, because they're not robots. People right. have feelings and you have to take those things into, into consideration. I think kudos to the people who are creating the tech because mm -hmm. there are people who aren't like us that will need the tech and will rely on the tech. But I, I do believe it's important to lead with heart and to give your people the best experience you could possibly give them. And that right. means having leadership that believe in people experience the same way you do, so that you as an HR professional can have some autonomy in how you right. go about creating that people experience. But when you are, when you have people who are just about the bottom line and they're not about the heart. Right. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, the apps come into play is yeah. when you have leadership that leads by fear yeah. and they only want you to be, you know, meal out the work, mill out the work, you yes. know, work harder, work longer. You know, it's 11 PM at night. You know, I want you to park. be logged into the system, mm -hmm. you know, work, work, work. Yeah. And they're so systematic and they're so rigid. Mm -hmm. And that's not good for mental health. And this no. is the reason why a lot of these technologies exist is because employees yeah. want to have a place to sound off, but they don't. Exactly. And they want to be anonymous. Um, they they want to say something, but don't get acknowledged for it or mm -hmm. they don't get targeted for it. And that, in a sense, that's what gives yeah. birth. It's that word you just said, apps. targeted. They don't want to be targeted for it. They don't want to be targeted. And and being in HR, I know and I've seen firsthand that these employees, unfortunately, they do get targeted. Yeah. And I have been the person who designs forms and I've designed them to be anonymous, but we can still see who does them. Yeah. <laughs> we can still see who completes the surveys. Yeah. I do my due diligence to erase those names before I send them off right. to the HR director or to whoever it is. Yeah. I see them, but I don't let anybody know yeah. who is saying that they feel as if they're at risk or they're having a mental breakdown. Right. So I want to protect them. Yes. Um, I, you know, and I, I've dealt with a lot of unethical behavior in HR and it's, it's a shame. Yeah. And I, you know, that part needs to be fixed as well. I mean, Absolutely. we have a lot of ground to cover. Yes, we do. You we know, it's going to take an do. army. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take an army. But you know what? The great thing about it is, is that there are more and more people who are wanting to do better and be better. Yes. And it's through having conversations like this that we help our HR community to recognize, listen. And, and I've said this a hundred times, I'll say it again. If you are in HR just for the sake of tormenting people and torturing people, you need to go away. If you're in HR for the sake of hiding behind a policy or oh. behind your leadership, you need to either decide that you're going to make a change or you need to go away because this is not the way we need to be taking care of people and their experience in 2020. Yeah. It's just not the way forward. You know, our way forward as HR professionals is agile. It's more people centric. We're yeah. all about the experience because the face it or not, the technology is here where the more we use that technology, the less administration is necessary yeah. from an HR perspective. And that's great because yes. it means now we can focus on the people on the ground, whether we are developing our leadership or whether we are developing our, our people on the ground. Right. That is the, the whole and sole purpose of shifting towards using that tech. Oh yeah. It's supposed to be a tool. It's yeah. supposed to be a vessel. It's supposed to be of assistance to help streamline the processes. Absolutely. It's not supposed to be, you sit down in front of the computer and then all of our problems are going to be resolved. Mm -hmm. It does not work that way. Not at all. <laughs> it does not, not at all. work that way. Not at all. We, we could talk about HR and tech all day and go down all kind of rabbit holes, my friend. I need to move on to the next question. <laughs> okay. All right. What do you have for me? What are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think that other HR professionals would enjoy engaging in? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So that's a good, a good question. What was I reading? I think... Hack recruiting, hack hacking, hacking recruiting, I think. Okay, okay. By Victor, what's his name? I'll have to find it. It's hack it's hacking recruiting, I I think. Uh-huh. Um, and then what I'm watching. Mm -hmm is down to earth <laughs> it's a netflix uh -huh. and it's about and it's about like the environment and the impact um that we make on the environment right um and how we can make healthier choices when we eat um when we drink when we consume water mm -hmm. and stuff like that so i like getting out of the hr mindset because yeah. sometimes Oh my gosh, I, I feel I'm in HR land all the time in tech yeah. land. Yeah. That I enjoy watching stuff that has anything else, everything else to do but with HR. Yeah. You know, that's me. Um, and what was the other question? Um, listening to podcasts. Listening to anything. listening to your podcast, actually. Because ah, I started <laughs> I started my own podcast, but I quit. Um, what happened was I originally wanted to do podcasting right but then it led into it evolved into youtubing right so now I, it's like I my subscribe to your youtube channel i do enjoy your videos <laughs> yes <laughs> so now it's like i'm youtubing and not podcasting i find right. that um i actually like being in front of the camera uh-huh um and I am an extrovert, but I do have introverted tendencies at times. But you're probably an ambivert. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I put out my energy, but yeah. then sometimes it's just like, I don't have the energy. I yeah. need like, you know, a couple of days of mm-hmm. zero interactions to recuperate. Yes. And, yep. um, I know that. <laughs> yeah. So th- those are, those are the, uh, the three things I do a lot of other stuff too but I can't mm-hmm. really think of that off the top of my head but That's those okay. are the main things. we will include the link to the book that you were talking about in the comment section of the podcast so thank you for that okay cool can you yeah because I met Victor at the HR tech conference last year ah so I bought his book before you put it on Amazon oh so sweet. I love it it's a great book it's a great nice. read okay cool so audience just bear that in mind you're looking for that book to learn more about hr tech you're hacking recruiting and um, yes. we'll include it in the comments last question what okay. is the one pet peeve that you have in terms of misconceptions that people have about hr what really grinds you about the misconceptions that people have about hr give me one <laughs> I would say that it's it's almost like two in one, right? Mm -hmm. That they are inadequate and lazy. Yeah. And to those, I say, it's not that HR is inadequate or lazy. It's that sometimes HR has their hands tied, okay? Yep. And in Southern terms, hogtied. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like, you know, you have your feet and your hands, you know, tied Tied together and, um, executives don't, you know, they, they don't value HR, so they don't listen to HR. And then the employees, they don't trust HR yeah, because they feel as if they're inadequate. They feel mm-hmm. as if their complaints go absolutely nowhere. Into the abyss of nothing. Somewhere, somewhere yeah. oasis land. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes HR's hands are just tied yeah, and they can't really budge. They can't move and they're stuck mm-hmm. and um, they lack the resources and believe me, they do try. Yeah. The vast majority of HR people that I know, they do try. Really do they try. really, really fight the fight. Yeah. There are some that just kind of plop down and warm the chair throughout yeah. the day and wait their turn for the next promotion to just kind of glide along. Yeah. But for the vast majority, you know, we are genuine people. Yeah. They really we are. In, our best. We are in the trenches. We are in the trenches and we are trying yeah. to pass. Yeah, we are really try our best. Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that. Where can these beautiful people find you on social media, Yonika? Well, you can find me on social media at HRGirl411 anywhere. On Twitter, if you want to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, um, I'm HRGirl411. And that stands for my height. <laughs> I know that had to be a con- connection versus what's the 411. Yeah, right? 411 for information and and you know, yeah. I had to height. do it both ways. Ah. <laughs> Dual purpose number for you. <laughs> <laughs> what is next for you, Yonica? What's next for me? Um an HR tech book. 
that's what's next for me. Yeah. I really feel as if the industry really needs a roadmap and they need additional guidance. Mm -hmm. And for the non-technical people who really want more insights into what goes into Mm -hmm. the entire process of selecting a software, implementing a software, and and really budgeting and, and planning and all that other stuff, that's what my book is going to be about. So awesome. I um, cannot wait to read it. Yes. I cannot wait. I'm I think I'm gonna do like more of a workbook style. So okay. people can just go through it. Go through it um, and work on it. And work on it because yeah. it does take a lot. It takes it a does. lot more than just calling up the software company and getting a new software. So it it takes a lot. Definitely. And I think that that's great because a lot of us in HR are not that tech savvy either. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You know, don't lose a million dollars in a consulting firm when you have all the answers um, in-house already. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And what's the name of your business? The name of my business business is uh, Orbis Human Capital. And uh, I can send you the link for that as well. Orbis Human Capital. Awesome. So you can find me there as well. Well done. Thank you so much. And with that, Yonica, you've survived your time in the sample today. (laughs) I want to thank you so much for joining me and having this discussion on HR tech and letting the people of the HR universe know who you are. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us in the sound booth today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I am Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Anchor FM and Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again when we next sound off.